right. Good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. All right. Here we are. Today's Wednesday, June the 16th of 2021. Glad you guys are joining us here. Yep. Yep. Here we go, man. Uh, I was going through and uh, looking to see what you guys thought about the whole gas topic. In case you missed it, this is uh, my admission that my wife gets really aggravated at the amount of gas I put into my gas tank. Uh, because, you know, I'm a conservationist and a conservative with my funds. <laughs> every time I go to the gas station, I put 13 bucks in my truck. Are you superstitious? No. Okay. But I think that's what I'm showing is I'm not. Oh. Like, oh yeah, I'm taunting. Oh, now you're taunting Taunting it. 13. Hmm. Um, but so I was going through and looking at how people responded and this was like a lightning rod of people coming out of the woodworks yeah. from all over the country telling me that I'm stupid. And when three of my kids, all three of them, they're all teenagers that are all in their own little worlds and don't care about anything but what's in their worlds. When all three of them come to me and want to talk about how obnoxious you are. Yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> That's when you know it was a good one. No, that's a great one. Because there's nothing that I want more than people to just tell me I'm dumb. Especially children. So there were like, you know, all these comments and there's a bunch of comments. And I was going through and uh, going through and reading them last night. You were crying and I was laughing through the comments. Yeah, because here's what happened. Like I get like a lot of people said, okay, if you have a set amount of gas, I get that. Right. Most people probably said just fill it up. And when I look at my Instagram poll, it's like 86 percent of people say when they run out of gas, they just go fill it up. The other part says they go in and they put in, you know, a set amount. Typically, it's the same amount. But nobody claimed 13 bucks. No. And even the people that claimed like, okay, I put this set amount in. It sounded like it made sense. Like they might say, oh, I put 20 bucks in or 25 mm-hmm. or I half a tank. Mm-hmm. Who just says 13 every time? Well, and then as people were going through there, they're like, what does that get you just across the parking lot? Does that just get you from gas station to gas station? I love you guys. Yeah. So y'all hit me up over that. <laughs> Uh, that's on social media if you want to go and check it out. <clears throat> so again, today's Wednesday, June the 16th. Today is National Bubblegum Day. I love gum. Yeah, I used to love the really sweet gum like the Hubba Bubba and the Bubblicious. But you'd have to chew the whole pack in like under an hour because it's so good for about three minutes and yeah. you can make really good bubbles and then it's like chewing like wax. And they give you five pieces. It's like that's not enough gum. So then you go and get like a 16 or 21 piece gum uh-huh. like Fruit Stripe. Which, again, tastes amazing right when you kick it off. Like, it's amazing. And then within minutes, it feels kind of like the same thing. Like, where did the flavor go? It's a trick. And my mom used to, you know, distribute gum like in church or whatever to to me and my brother. And I always wanted two pieces because Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like that one piece was enough. I needed more flavor, more gum to chew. And she would always get mad at me and say, you can only have one piece. Yeah. To this day, guess how many pieces I always chew. Oh, I guarantee it's two. Seven. Oh, great. I'm just kidding. Two. Because you don't, yeah, you don't worry about the, the financial end of it. And the smart way you can look at that is if you start chewing the gum with one piece and then, you know, 10 minutes later, there's no flavor. You put the second piece in at that point instead of going all in at once. Oh, okay. I used to describe it as, hey, dad, can I have two gums? Oh, that's so cute. Instead of two pieces of gum, he wanted two gums. Uh, today is also National Fudge Day. Oh, we can celebrate my mom. Oh, oh, I might have forgotten to tell you. My mom, her maiden name was Fudge. 100%. So all of you Arkansans with the last name Fudge, because they're out there. They are. 
good morning to you fudges. <laughs> but I don't know if that's what it's celebrating. So give me her full name when she was a child. She did not have a, a middle name. That is not true. It's 100% true. She has something. Her full name, Gwendolyn Fudge. So her middle name is Delyn. <laughs> if you want to say Gwen, Delyn. <laughs> From when Fudge, yes. <laughs> was she from when? Like no. she actually, where's where she actually from? Sheridan, Warren area. All right. Well, shout out to the Fudges. Yeah. Yep. That's a good one. So we'll shout out the Fudges on National Fudge Day today. Maybe even have some fudge. Would you like nuts in your fudge? Uh, no. Like walnuts? Mm-mm, I kind of like it plain. Yeah. See, I like a little bit of nuts in mine. Walnuts are pretty good in fudge. We'll celebrate fudge today. And all you fudges. Let's throw one back on this day in country music with Brandon Baxter in the morning. So the year was 1991 and Joe Diffie had the number one song in country music on this day. If the devil danced in empty pockets, he'd have a ball in line. With a nine foot grand, a ten piece band and a twelve girl chorus line. I'd pay some loot and a three piece suit, give him one dance for a dime. If the devil danced in empty pockets, he'd have a ball in mind. Well, he said, friend, it ain't the end. Let's see what I can do. If you own a home, I've got a loan tailor-made for you. Then above the racket, a voice in my jacket said, I'll tone the note. The devil made me do it, talked me into it. And that was all she wrote. Joe Diffie. If the devil danced in empty pockets, he'd have a ball in mind. With a nine-foot grand, a ten-piece band, and a twelve-girl chorus line. I'd raise some loot in a three-piece suit, give him one dance for a dime. If the devil danced in empty pockets, he'd have a ball in mind. Joe Diffie, if the devil danced in empty pockets, it was number one on this day. In 1991. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, here we are Wednesday morning. We appreciate you guys getting up and starting your morning with us. Today, sunshine, and much like the last few days, looks like low 90s all the way through uh, like Saturday. So, yeah. If you love the weather, enjoy today, tomorrow, Friday, and Saturday as well. Maybe a chance of some rain and thunderstorms for us on Sunday. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, She's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas. Brandon Baxter in the mornings. Gotcha gossip. Gotcha gossip on Kylie Jenner. So it looks like Kylie's no longer single. Travis Scott, who is the father of their daughter, three-year-old Stormy, confirmed this on social media last night during a benefit they attended. So sources say that Kylie and Travis were super close throughout the whole night, and they posted pictures of the family on the red carpet with their daughter Stormy. Well, Travis was one of the night's honorees and referred to Kylie as his, quote, wifey oh, wow. while talking about his family and got really emotional during his acceptance speech. So although they broke up about two years ago, they quarantined together during the pandemic so they could stay, make sure that both of them spent that time with their daughter, Stormy. Yeah. So it looks like Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott made it social media official. They are back together. All right, congratulations. Way too formal, y'all know I don't follow suit. Stacy Dash, most of these girls ain't got Travis a clue. Scott, right? All of these old, I made our I got you gossip today on Chrissy Teigen. More on her. I'm kind of fascinated by the story because, uh, you know, we talk a lot about cancel culture. Mm-hmm. And she's been one of the people, kind of like Ellen, who's, 
you know, had a pretty tough 2021 so far. Uh, but she did have a sweet moment that she shared on social media. So her five-year-old daughter, Luna, her daughter with John Legend, uh, graduated from preschool the other day. And she talked about the emotions of that and her uh, little girl who was going through and how she cried from beginning until end of the whole celebration. I love this quote. She says, uh, but she also cried because they're, quote, so young. Their eyes are going to see so much. They're going to experience pain, hurt, loss. But also love, success, unimaginable bonds with friends, etc. So to celebrate, she went and got a tattoo. A tattoo that her daughter Luna had drawn earlier in the day. And uh, imagine what a five-year-old drawing looks like, you know? Mm -hmm. It's a five-year-old doing the artwork. Uh, But it's really cute because it's like a butterfly. Oh, it's so cute. And it's not symmetrical at all. It's asymmetrical. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like a little kid would draw it. But she went and had that tattooed on her body, which is actually pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. So... You can check out more about that if you follow Chrissy Teigen on social media. Got you gossip on Chelsea Handler. So the stand-up comedy shows are slowly coming back to life after about a year of shutdown. And there's no more, or the restrictions are getting less. And Chelsea Handler, she's ready to go back out. And she proved that by announcing her upcoming tour. It's called the Vaccinated and Blank Tour. Um, I'm probably not going to actually say it. Yeah, it's not actually the word blank. Okay, Um, but she kicks off the tour in Las Vegas at the Mirage Theater July 10th and ends in December. But as a um, she says, as a permanent single professional, I like to get my groove on. So the best way to do that is to, uh, you know, tour. Um, So if you want tickets to see Chelsea Handler, they go on sale Friday. She's funny to me. She is really funny. I used to watch a show on E! Chelsea lately, I think. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So I turned that on. Because I found her really funny and kind mm-hmm. of sarcastic. Sarcastic, yeah. Leslie didn't get it. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm going to turn this one yeah. off. She's like, I don't really think she's very funny, which means turn the channel. <laughs> gotcha. In girl talk, that means turn the channel. Right, right. it does. <laughs> <laughs> hey, gotcha gossip today on Miley Cyrus. Well, you learn a lot about Miley if you follow her on social media. And she posted on her Instagram story that she thought it was about time for her family to unfollow her. And the reason she said this is because of the photo that she was showing. She displayed a photo of herself. (laughs) You look uncomfortable. In a thong. (laughs) You just look uncomfortable. But it was just her booty. Right. And it wasn't like a professionally done, hey, this is done for ESPN, the body. Yeah. This is done for something, you know, anything else. It was just... Here's my booty. Hmm. And she says she thinks it's probably a good time for her family to to unfollow her, you know. Hmm. So uh, it's not like they're probably surprised by this. I mean, if they've followed her career over the last five or six years, we know my. I came in like a wrecking ball. I mean, right. She sure did. Thing I love about Miley is the fact that she promotes body positivity. So I think that's great for people to hear. Body positivity. You said something about reenacting that photo she just posted. Oh yeah, I'll do that later on today. <laughs> New thong. Okay, that is not a good idea. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Just a heads up, we're a week and a day away from attention members and guests. Adam Hambrick live at the Brick House. Downtown Jonesboro, it's going to be a cool show. He's a capital Nashville recording artist who went to UCA and Conway. He calls Arkansas his home, uh, and he says he wants to wear his Arkansas on his sleeve, Yeah, you know, which I thought was really mm-hmm. sweet. So Adam Hambrick comes back to Arkansas, and uh, when you think about the Brick House, if you've been to a concert there, you know it's not a 
a large, uh, you know, 1,000 or 5,000 or 10,000 seat venue. It's an intimate spot, mm-hmm. right? So you get there, you know that you're going to have a great show. You're going to be up close and personal to the music. You're going to feel the vibe. Uh, we have this uh, great chat with Adam Hambrick that's up on our uh, podcast if you want to go check it out. We talked through the whole thing about him leaving Arkansas, how Justin Moore found him, how he moved to Nashville, how he's riding with people that he's looked up to and respected his entire life. We talk about how uh, the person that inspired him to go out and try music was his buddy Chris Allen, who went to mm-hmm. school with him, and they played shows together. Chris Allen just happened to go off and win American Idol. It's a really neat story. Yeah. We kind of learned more about Adam Hambrick, but again, uh, that show's coming up one week from tomorrow at the Brick House. And if you want the information and you want to get your tickets, you can do that on our website this morning. Just go to kfine.com, kfin.com. So Adam has written songs, uh, number one hits for Dan and Sharon. I don't know how not to it's a big song. He's also written this number one song. Justin It's a big one. Adam's first radio single was called Rockin' All Night Long. The whole vision behind this is, uh, you know, as a kid, you go out and you're rocking all night. You have bloodshot eyes. You wake up and you're basically hungover. <clears throat> and then later on in life, you have a baby and your baby wakes up in the middle of the night. And what do you do? Well, you wake up and you rock them all night. and mm. You have bloodshot eyes the next morning. Bloodshot eyes, watch the sunrise, sleep when you want to listen to the whole thing it's up on our website today as well so again it's adam hambrick it's one week from tomorrow if you've been waiting for live music i know a lot of people love going out and checking out live music this is the return man Mm -hmm. it's live music at the brick house a night where you and your friends can get together you have a reason to go out and do something and kind of just hang out and it's not expensive so if you want to get the tickets again go to kfin.com kfin.com a couple of the newer singles from Adam Hambrick. This is All You, All Night, All Summer. It doesn't get any better when it was. magic, it was bare feet. The radio cranked with the doors off the Jeep. Bones farm on the hood with the stars out. Living large in a small town. I was all in. You were all mine. The hot days wish I could freeze time. I may never recover from when it was. brings back the summer romance memories of uh, Kelly. If you go back, she gets really emotional here in that one. Also, Adam Hambrick did this song called The Longer I Lay Here with Jillian Jacqueline. Your lips are a dream. I want to wake up. Your love is quicksand, baby. The longer I lay I love this one too. The more I forget the reasons why I don't just stay here and make the most of it. So again, the show is one week from tomorrow. It's Adam Hambrick live. Uh, have you seen the video of him and Justin Moore doing somebody else will together? No, that's up on the blog as well. Let me see if I can get this to play real quick. Somebody else will. It's Justin. Walk up and ask you your name right now. Offer to buy you a drink. Sit down and tell you looks good. Kill. Somebody else will. If I don't take a chance on your lips and lean in. Slowly stealing. Adam's about to come in. Adam Hambrick. Somebody else will. 
in Jonesboro one week from tomorrow at the Brick House. Maybe I'm a little bit west coast and maybe I'm a little bit down home. Either way, girl, I just gotta know. I just gotta know somebody else will if I don't. Walk up and ask you your name right now. I'll put a bag you with drink, sit down and say it looks good. That's a cool Whoa. performance, so just get chills. Mm-hmm. I did. It was really good. Yeah, you can watch that. It's up on our uh, website as well, kfin.com, kfin.com. It's funny because when we talked to Adam, he talked about how that song wasn't written to be like a super hyped up country song mm-hmm. until Justin Moore got his yeah. hands on it. And then now it sounds like the country hit that we know. But that's a cool performance. All of that ticket information all up on our website this morning. If you want to go and get tickets, get them while you can, because once they're gone, we can't put more people into the brick house next Thursday. Kfine.com, KFIN.com. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right. What age do you think are the best years of your life? And you have to pick a decade. So is it like your twenties, uh, your thirties, your forties, fifties? Obviously you can't judge your sixties. Um, or is it under 20? If you had to pick like a 10 year span or anything under the age of 20, Gosh. best years of your life. Oh so man, um, I'm gonna say late 30s, early 40s. That's not the. It doesn't work like that. But um, I'm gonna say 40, 30s or 40s. I'm gonna say 40s. 40s. You feel better about life right now? Yes. I kind of do too, but then I'm like, well, I don't want to discount anything else I've done, right? No. Yeah. Sure. So most people feel like uh, the best years of their life are the years in their 30s. I can see that. Like that's where you kind of figure it out. You're still Mm -hmm. young enough to go and do everything that you want to do. So here's how it kind of ranks in in order of importance as far as what people think, right? About 24% of people say the best years of their life are in their 30s, okay? The next one, 21% of people say it's their 20s. 15% of people say it's in their 40s. And then it goes 9% in their 50s, 7% in their 60s. 6% said it's under 20 where you have nothing to worry about. It all depends. Okay, I want to play a game with you. I don't like your game. No, there's nothing wrong with this game. It's a good game. All right, so let's go ahead and and go through uh, one of your greatest memories from under the age of 20. Uh, Gosh. um, Let's go 16 to 20. um, Probably when I got to drive a car by myself. That was really big. It's a big moment. For me, it's moving to Memphis and doing Memphis wrestling. Boom, I was 18. That's pretty big. In your 20s, best deal in your 20s? Having my kid. All right. Uh, I would say in my 20s, my best deal was probably uh, the introduction mid-20s uh, to radio. Because I figured it out. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I really enjoy this. So that was a pretty big deal for me. 30s, best thing in your 30s? Um, Actually, is when I got this job. In your 30s? Yeah, late Have, 30s. Oh, gosh. So for me in my 30s, of course, it's Kai being born. And then yeah. 40s is just I think I'm happier with myself. Yeah, and I think mentally I'm way better. Now, if I was to be able to say physically I would go back to my 20s, you better believe it. Yeah. But men, don't eat, don't you dare say something. I just said yes. You, no, you nodded your head and people no. couldn't see it. No, that is, That's, mm-hmm. I did not do that. Don't try to make people <laughs> think I would do something like that because that is dumb. <laughs> 
I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. All right, so have you ever gotten revenge on an ex? You don't have to answer that out loud. Thank you. But two women's stories are trending right now, and they both did it years later. So which one of these is better or more brutal? A woman in England named Meg got on Twitter, Twitter after her ex liked her on a dating app four years after he ghosted her and just disappeared. Okay. So she was mad that he ghosted her, right? Sure. So she liked him back, and remember, this is four years ago, and then she sent him a message that said... She has a four-year-old kid he might want to meet. Oh, no, you don't do that. <laughs> that oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's kind of mean. So just to be clear, uh, she doesn't have a kid. Uh, <laughs> we don't know if he responded to it or if he just ghosted her again. But this one might even be worse. A woman on TikTok split up with her boyfriend in 2016, and for five years, she's been getting back at him by flooding his email with spam. Hmm? Well, every time a website or app requires his e- an email address to get through a paywall, she uses is his email. Oh so he just God. keeps getting more and more newsletters and alerts <laughs> that he didn't sign up for. <laughs> and he has no idea why. So if you're seeking revenge, there are a couple ideas, I guess. Um, but speaking of uh, getting a lot of spam, why do they not or do they allow loud laughing in Hawaii? Do they allow loud laughing in Hawaii? <laughs> speaking of spam. <laughs> So answer my question. Do they allow <laughs> loud, loud laughing, laughing in Hawaii? I'm not sure, Kelly. Do they? No. Just aloha. <laughs> Speaking of spam. It has nothing to do with spam. <laughs> and there's your proof that I am crazy. <laughs> Brandon Baxter in the morning. And Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Well, well, well. Time for birthday sport today. It's Wednesday, June the 16th of 2021. Local birthdays, local celebrities. Here we go. Happy birthday goes out to Josh Barnett, who celebrates a birthday today. Carmen Lane of Portia is turning 18. Happy birthday. I had dinner in Portia. Was it a month or so ago? Really? Stan Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Nice little meal. Portia, Arkansas. Happy birthday to Carmen Lane. Uh, Crystal Welch is celebrating today. Crystal Foley. Happy birthday. Barbara Fisher is celebrating Amanda Donovan. Of Jonesboro celebrates a birthday today. And Matt Williams, also from Jonesboro, is celebrating. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say... Happy birthday! To all y'all. And you celebrate with these celebrities. Camelia Marone is 24. That's Bruce Willis' daughter in the Death Wish remake, currently dating Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, okay. Nathan Parsons is 33. That's Max Evans on the Roswell remake. David Brohl is 43. That's Baron Zemo in both Captain America Civil War and Falcon the Winter Soldier. He's also Dr. Kreisler on The Alienist. All right. Eddie Cibrian is uh, 48. He's on Third Watch and CSI Miami. And he's also married to Leanne Rhimes. Oh, yeah. I 
just tweet back and forth with Leanne Rhymes in the day. We were, oh. we were pretty tight. So that's Leanne Rhymes. Her husband, Eddie Cibrian, is turning 48 today. Happy birthday to golfer Phil Mickelson, who is 51 today. Laurie Metcalf is 66. That's Jackie on Roseanne and oh, yeah. Sheldon's mom on The Big Bang Theory. Also, a couple of big birthdays uh, that would have been celebrated today, but I think because uh, just of the notoriety level of these two people that we should celebrate them today as well. Uh, Today would have been the birthday of the WWE Hall of Famer, former WWF World Heavyweight Champion, the Ultimate Warrior. So, for old school wrestling fans, it's a big deal, man. It was the Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk Hogan, WrestleMania six. The irresistible force and the immovable object, I think is how they tag it. That was a big deal. So, happy birthday. The Ultimate Warrior would have celebrated today. Also, another big birthday that would have been celebrated today. Today would have been Tupac's 50th wow. birthday. Uh, I remember, There's. I'll never forget, it was, I can't remember the exact year, but it was uh, probably mid-90s. You could buy cassette singles. Mm-hmm. And I love the song, Dear Mama. And I went out and I bought the cassette single of this song by Tupac. But my plan is to show you that I understand. You all appreciate it. You remember this one? I do. And dear mama. You all appreciate it. Yeah, so I love that song. Tupac would have turned 50 years old today. So, today would have been the birthday of Tupac. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So, the most misspelled word of 2020, uh, countrywide, was quarantine. <laughs> I'm serious because I think that I have misspelled that word every single time since I've I've done it. Can I have your pen real quick? Oh. Just give me your pen. All right, give me the other one. I know it's about to happen. Give that's me that. that's not a pen. That's it's, a pen. It's my uh, lip liner. That is a pen. It is lip liner. You don't have your glasses on. No. See, okay. that is lip liner. Yeah. All right. Spell quarantine for me with no pen. Q U A R A N T E E N. Teen. Oh, T I N E. Okay. Listen, you spell teen, T-E-E-N, sometimes. Of course you do. So that was the most misspelled word of 2020. Uh, Some people who didn't really understand it, they were doing some (laughs) Google searches trying to figure it out. And some people had heard the word but didn't know how to spell it. And they thought they were saying quarantine, C-O-R-N space T-E-E-N. Quarantine. Because quarantine became a big search topic in 2020, which I thought was funny. Other words that were misspelled often, coronavirus was misspelled quite a bit. Favorite. Hmm. How do you say that? Favorite. Favorite. Uh, Every was misspelled. Who does that? Definitely. 
Can you spell definitely? Yeah. Separate or separate. Uh huh. I think I used to get that one wrong. You know what I struggled with was restaurant. Like for a long time, I was like, wait, how do you do that? I struggled with there. Uh, which one to use? Yeah. No, no, no. I knew which one to use, but whether to put the I before the E or the E before the I. Speaking of that, oh, I just dropped these. Uh, speaking of that, in Arkansas, the number one misspelled oh, no. word was receive. So spell oh. receive. Oh, wait. I before E except after C. R E C I E V E. No. Oh, I did it wrong. You did it wrong. Dang it. There you go. Proof right there. There you go, Arkansas. <laughs> Miss Arkansas in the house. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, Wednesday morning is here. We appreciate you guys listening to us. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry, well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas. This is Country Music News on Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, we have Country Music News today on Luke Combs. So Luke Combs, I don't know if he has hundreds of unreleased songs, but you know sometimes we get them on social media. We got a bunch of those during the quarantine and the pandemic. But Luke just now played a show in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. It was the Carolina uh, County Music Fest, and he was back on stage, and the crowd's going crazy. And he was like, hey, can I play you a new song? And we have a brand new unreleased song from Luke Combs. It's called Good Old Days. This is Luke Combs from Myrtle Beach. stuff from Luke Combs. It's called Good Old Days, and if you want to watch it, you can go and uh, check it out today on the Brandon Baxter in the Morning blog. We have country music news today on Chase Rice. Sitting here, drinking beer, talking God, amen, killing time. So Chase Rice has been teaming up and writing songs with Florida Georgia Line for a really long time, way before they reached the star level that they're at now. Huh. So think about Florida, John, uh, Florida Georgia Line's career and how different it would be today if they never cut that massively successful breakout debut single, Cruise. So wait, what? There was a thought they weren't going to cut this? Listen to this. Chase Rice, who co-wrote the song with Tyler Hubbard and Brian Kelly, says he originally hoped a more established artist would want to release the song. Really? He wanted Luke Bryan or somebody else big to cut it. And luckily he said they took it and they made it what it was because at the time, nobody knew who they were. But guess what? Now they know. <laughs> that is crazy. I yeah. can't hear that as a Luke Bryan song. I know. So Cruise was huge for Florida Georgia Line. So again, it's hard to imagine that being sung by Luke Bryan. That's crazy to me. All right. Country music news today on Lauren Elena. If you trust your Lauren Elena is headed to your TV. She's going to be a part of the Hallmark Channel and their Fall Harvest programming. Uh, the movie, it's a romantic comedy. It's called Roadhouse Romance. And 
Uh, it's coming out later on this fall. Now, here's what's interesting. If you go and look at her social media, uh, Lauren Elena says uh, she uses the hashtag surprise number one, meaning there will be more than likely a surprise number two. Nobody has any idea what that surprise might be. But again, Lauren Elena headed to the Hallmark Channel with Roadhouse Romance. We have country music news today on Gabby Barrett. He's one of the good ones. I love me like he what a hit that was. So Gabby gave us another song off of her debut album, Goldmine. The song is telling her fans, hey, never give up. The song is called Footprints on the Moon. Here's Gabby Barrett. And it's called Footprints on the Moon. Gabby Barrett. That's neat. You can check out that full song as well today on the Brandon Baxter in the Morning blog. And that's your country music news on Arkansas's Morning Show. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the Morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. All right. We're joined this morning by Pasilia. Abuwazi. Oh, I got it wrong. You got it wrong. Uh, it was close. Abuwazi. <laughs> That's it. You got yeah. it. She is so proud of you right yes. now. Yes. Because I got the first so name. Proud. So tell me the craziest pronunciations of your last name. Oh, I, I couldn't I couldn't start. It's always so, so different. And a lot of people just stop at Casilia A. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I could have done that. So you're the director of nurse recruitment for St. Bernard's. That's a pretty big gig. Yes, yes. St. Bernard's has some wonderful nurses, and I'm so happy to be a part of bringing them into the medical center and into Jonesboro. So how does that work? You have people who are are entering the nursing field from all over the country, and you have to basically show them St. Bernard's in Northeast Arkansas, and that's why they should come to you? Is that that kind of how that works? That's kind of how that works. You know, the St. Bernard's way, if you're coming into the city, wonderful medical facility to work for. And also, I do a lot of work with some of our wonderful universities and colleges here in Jonesboro and the surrounding areas. So we love to uh, mentor students and just bring them in the right way into the wonderful world of nursing. Do you mind, uh, like, when you bring people in, if maybe I give you some uh, photos of us and the uh, radio station, that way oh you, my can, goodness. you can show new people that this is who they should spend their mornings with? Oh my wow. Dude, this is Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Callie. I'm telling you, I think that's... There'll that's, be a quiz later. Make sure you know right. the people. <laughs> See, that's, we have to make sure our nurses know what's up. Hey, I heard that. <laughs> So obviously your job is a big and important job for St. Bernard's, but uh, you have some other stuff that's going on. You're a part of the executive board for the uh, St. Bernard's Affinity Group, which is LEAP. It's Leading and Emerging African-American Professionals. Tell me about that group. Yes, yes. So it is St. Bernard's very first affinity group. And um, many companies have affinity groups, and it's just getting people of like-mindedness together um, in an area where we can really promote each other, We can speak on issues that are affecting us and people around us. So I was very proud to um, bring LEAP to St. Bernard's. It's been wonderful for the organization and for the city of Jonesboro because we also do a lot of community events, Mm -hmm. um, such as the one we have coming up this weekend. 
Yeah, so tell me, Friday, I was looking at this deal. You have uh, basically a virtual diversity and inclusion conference that's happening that, that really, obviously, people can get some uh, educational credits for if you're a doctor or a nurse, social worker, or, or somebody like that. But really, this is open to the general public as well. Yes, yes. This is actually our second time doing our diversity and inclusion conference. Our first one was in February of 2020. Um, we used our wonderful embassy suite. And it was wonderful for Northeast Arkansas. It was in person. Um, We had about 100 people attend. However, this time, especially with COVID, we went virtual. And it was kind of exciting because you don't have to be just in Northeast Arkansas. Mm -hmm. Um, You can join us via Zoom from wherever, um, even from your couch or your patio, and get some really good education on diversity, equity, and inclusion. Yeah, so kind of walk me through some of the programming that people can experience with the conference coming up on Friday. Okay, wonderful. So our conference is going to be this Friday. It's going to start at 8.30 to 12.30. Um, we're going to have three very dynamic speakers, Dr. Brian Hodgkins, Dr. Faye Cochiara, and that name may be familiar to some. She was an A-State um, professor. She's now at the University of Texas in Arlington, but wonderful speaker. And we also have Russell Schaefer, who works with Walmart, and um, he is going to bring a very different thought to diversity and inclusion. You know, many times we think ethnicity, we think race, we think male-female, but he's going to talk about disability inclusion. You know, diversity and inclusion has so many things that it consists of, but he's going to really talk about he's actually um, a man who is blind, and he's going to talk about how we can make sure that we are including disability in our diversity, equity, and inclusion conversations. Wow, that's awesome. The neat thing yeah. about this is it sounds like it's great for adults, and it's it's probably something, and I know probably we're not going to have kids as a part of the conference, but it's something that we need to teach our kids, too, so we can learn it, we can pass it on to our kids, and, and just uh, make everybody better as we go forward. Yes, it's all about um, acknowledging, knowing, and realizing that our differences make us, you know, this wonderful world that we are. So definitely something that we can use as adults. You know, our first conference was all about introducing things such as implicit bias, um, introducing things like equity. But this conference really is going to concentrate on now that you know those things, how can you put it in action? How can you make it something that's truly a part of your everyday life? And sharing that with our children and our teens is going to make a wonderful future for us all. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. So if people want to get signed up, and the great thing about doing a virtual event is is uh, there's probably not really a cap on it. You know, in, in a certain spot, if you did this at the embassy, there's only a certain number of people who can go there just based on spacing with uh, something that's going on virtually. Uh, it's really open-ended to anybody. So if people want to be a part of that, how can they uh, take action? Yes. So we would love for you to go to our St. Bernard's web page, that's stbernards.info backslash event. That will pull up our June event calendar, and you can go to June the 18th. There's an 8.30 listing. That will take you to the page where you can sign up. And the deadline to sign up, guys, is actually tonight at 11.59. So before it starts midnight, you can sign up for this wonderful conference. We're also working with Arkansas State University. They are our partners in bringing this information to Northeast Arkansas and beyond. So if you are more familiar with Facebook, You can go to Facebook, look up A-State Multicultural Center. 
Once you pull up their page, just scroll down to upcoming events. And again, you will see these are the times diversity in action. Boom. Hey, you're good at that. Sounds like you've yes. done that before. <laughs> so again, it's happening on Friday, St. Bernard's Leap and Arkansas State University hosting the Diversity and Inclusion Conference. It's called These Are the Times Diversity in Action. And again, it happens on Friday, but you got to take action today if you want to be a part of the conference, which again is a yes. virtual conference. All right. I'm going to try your last name one more time. You think I can get it? Okay. I'm ready. All right. So first name's easy. Pacilia. Here we go. You got it. Abawaji. Wonderful. Boom. Boom. Look at that. (laughs) All right. Virtual fist bump to you. Great job this morning. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having us on. All right. Have a great day. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. I joined this morning by Matt Cavanaugh from the Link Theater Company. Of course, the Cavanaugh Auto Group as well. Matt, we've known you for a long time. How are you this morning? Hey, I'm great. Good morning to you. How are you? Man, we're good. good. What's life like for you this morning? Uh, you know, life starts early these days. Uh, my wife and I, we have a 17-month-old daughter named Rose, and she tends to wake up in the 4 o'clock hour. So, mm-hmm. you know, hey, I'm just up and getting after it, ready to roll. There you go. Have you been running lately, or has the baby thrown that off? Uh, I, I've been trying to, at the encouragement of my wife. You know, she <laughs> bought me a, a new pair of running shoes, and I think that was a hint to uh, get out and, and get after it, you know. <laughs> Matt, did you get a little bit of the dad bod as you were going through the pregnancy, the sympathy pregnancy? Oh, I definitely gained my COVID-19, you know, yeah. so, uh, uh, and maybe a little, you know, more than that, you know. So, yeah. I'm trying yeah. to, I'm trying to I, work I mine to, off. I need to get out, get out there and, uh, uh, get, get running before it gets too hot for sure. I was going to say maybe, maybe 90 degrees is a tough time to get started. How's the car business right now? It's good. You know, uh, we'd like to have uh, a little bit more inventory. Uh, I'm sure our customers would too, yeah. but uh, that's just kind of the the situation right now. But you know, hey, we're we're doing as as best we can to to take care of folks, both on the sales side uh, as well as the service side. Um, it, it has been a very strange last eighteen months yeah. uh, for sure. <laughs> but yeah. uh, you know, every day we're trying to do by well by our customers. You know, the wild thing though is I've seen in some stuff, you know, like housing prices have skyrocketed over the course of the last year, like house value has skyrocketed. Are cars doing the same thing? Are cars increasing in value at this point in a lot of cases? They have, you know, in a lot of ways, it's just simple economics, kind of supply and demand. You know, as there's less supply and there's still strong demand, the prices, you know, do increase. So you're seeing that across houses, lumber, uh, and we're definitely seeing that as well uh, for uh, used cars. Um, so I-, I will say, um, hey, we buy cars. We don't just sell cars, but yeah. at Kavanaugh, we also buy cars. Even if you're not buying a car from us, we'd be happy to buy your car off of you. So if someone's looking to uh, you know, uh, move out of their vehicle for one reason or another, uh, bring a bias, let us make you an offer, and uh, we'll uh, bring a car, get a check. There you go. <laughs> Not a bad gig right there. Hey, if people want to there find out go. more about Kavanaugh, what's the best spot for them to go to get more information on them? You can always go to KavanaughCars.com. Uh, you can go to KavanaughCars.com and find out all the information you need. Um, or, you know, seek out your specific brand site, Kavanaugh Ford, Kavanaugh Kia, Kavanaugh GM, Kavanaugh Hyundai, yeah. and uh, find what you need there. Again, Matt Kavanaugh joins us this morning. Talking about the Link Theater Company, that's the reason we have him on uh, the phone this morning. Matt, your whole your story and and what you've been able to do, I think, uh, was pretty interesting because 
Many of us followed the story of Matt Cavanaugh, you know, going off to New York and, and going to Broadway, which is a dream come mm-hmm. true for so many people who have uh, who get bit by the acting bug. And you got to make that a reality. And you're trying to allow people in Northeast Arkansas to learn from those experiences. And what was it like for you to all of a sudden be be there in New York City on Broadway? That had to be surreal. <laughs> uh, yes, in a word, surreal. Um, it happened. uh Pretty fast, you know. Out of college, uh, I uh, was cast in the as the lead role in two different musicals that were making their way to New York. Uh, one of which didn't, and the other one did. Um, and so, you know, that was that show was uh, Urban Cowboy, the musical. Now, the show didn't do so well, uh, but uh, you know, I was there, center stage, uh, right there on Broadway, the middle of Times Square, and it was a surreal experience. I mean, it, it was incredible, a dream come true. Uh, fortunate to do several shows after that, uh, and had a, a, a long career uh, there on Broadway before I decided, you know, hey, I've checked this off the life list, and I'm going to move on to other things. Uh, met my wife there. Uh, she also has several Broadway shows under her belt, as well as a good amount of television and film credits. Um, and so now we're, as you say, channeling, you know, that experience and that passion into the Link Theater Company. Um, you know, our goal at the Link is to always... Um, as best we can, try and bring in professional talent, uh, whether that be from New York or L.A. or Chicago, uh, and partner them uh, with uh, university talent uh, from the great talent that we have here at Arkansas State University, very talented uh, kids and and faculty, uh, and also link them up with um, regional talent. So whether that be from Jonesboro, Northeast Arkansas, we're also pulling from Memphis and from Little Rock. So with every production, we try and link up those three different groups uh, to bring uh, together a, a terrific, you know, production value and performance to present here for the, the fine folks here in Jonesboro. I think that's what's interesting because to truly get better and to grow in your craft, you have to surround yourself and learn from people who are better, who have done things. And I think the idea that you and your wife are here and you're bringing people in to give that experience, it's something that they can't do even with just a whole bunch of stage time. It's, you know, you've learned it a different way and you can pass on that knowledge to young people that they can use to their advantage as they grow throughout their career. I think that's awesome. It is. Thanks, Brandon. And, and, you know, it was definitely an experience that, that most kids don't have, you know, growing up. And we wanted to bring that experience, you know, to Jonesboro, to Northeast Arkansas. Jenny and I were, have been very fortunate in our careers and we want to pass that, you know, passion and, uh, experience and on uh, to the next generation. And um, we, before the world changed, <laughs> we were able to do our first production in March of 2020 with the Fantastics. Uh, and we, we thought it went, the community was very supportive and we were very proud of how that production came off. And so we're excited uh, to get back on the stage uh, now that life is getting back to normal uh, with our next production uh, happening in October. October 16th and 17th, uh, we are um, partnering with the Delta Symphony Orchestra in a concert version of the Tony Award-winning musical Ragtime. So that's going to be October 16th and 17th at the Fowler Center on the campus of ASU. That's a beautiful venue to be able to do a show in, too. Oh, it's gorgeous. If if folks have never been there, it, it is a beautiful place to go to. Big, gorgeous concert hall, yeah. huge stage. And if, uh, for this production, if you can picture... You know, the full Delta Symphony Orchestra, which is produces gorgeous work, so 50-plus musicians up there. Uh, plus, we're going to have a community choir of, say, 75 people, wow. and then the principal players from the show, uh, say, another 20 people. So uh, well in excess of uh, 100 and 125 you know, artists on that stage um, recreating you know, this beautiful uh, show called Ragtime. 
uh, and it's going to be quite the event, and we hope folks will come out and see us and support us uh, Saturday night, a nice date night, uh, October 16th, and then Sunday afternoon, October 17th. Again, Matt Cavanaugh joins us this morning about the Link Theater Company. I think the one thing, you know, when I think about that production, and I kind of visualize what the Fowler Center would look like because I've been there multiple different times. I picture that, and it's kind of like, you know, it's the Kavanaugh way. You guys are going to go big, and that's going to be a big show. But the deal is you need people to be in the show, and auditions are coming up, and they actually start this week. Yes. So, uh, as again, as we said, you know, uh, our goal is to always, you know, bring in and feature talent, you know, from this Northeast Arkansas region. And so we have our first round of auditions uh, this Friday afternoon uh, from 2 to 6 at Studio 402, uh, which is located at 402 Main Street downtown. Okay. That'll be this Friday afternoon. Uh, we'll have another round of auditions next Friday afternoon, the 25th, and then another session on Sunday afternoon, the uh, 27th of June. Um, if folks are interested in learning more about the show, um, folks are interested in auditioning uh, for a role in the show, please reach out uh, to us. You can find us on Facebook. Go to the Link Theater Facebook page. Uh, you can contact us there. You can also email, if you prefer to do that, linktheater870 at gmail. That's linktheater870 at gmail. But probably the easiest way is just to go to the Link Theater Facebook page, uh, shoot us a message. Uh, we'll love to get back to you, uh, talk to you more about the show, and find a time to come in and see us. There you go. Matt Cavanaugh joins us this morning from the Link Theater Company and, of course, the Cavanaugh Auto Group as well. And, Matt, we appreciate your time. We know you have a bunch of stuff and a baby, so we're going to let you go, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? <laughs> I'll probably have a diaper to change right about <laughs> Thanks, Brandon. See you, man. <laughs> You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. Joined this morning by Lowry Beck from the Apache Drive Children's Clinic. This is Lowry Beck, MD. That means Dr. Lowry Beck. Good morning, man. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Thank you. It's great to have you on this morning. We wanted to chat with you kind of about what's going on with the big 30-year anniversary celebration coming up. But uh, let's talk about being a doctor first. Okay. At what point in your life did you say, hey, I want to be a doctor? Because as a kid, most of us go through phases of, hey, I want to be a fireman or a policeman. And then we say we want to be a teacher. Then we decide we want to be a doctor. But you lived through and did it. So tell me about that experience. Yes, uh, actually, it was uh, quite a bit earlier than uh, most of my classmates in medical school. I actually had a pretty good sense uh, that I was going to be a doctor about halfway through my senior year of high school. So I was 18 years old when I uh, decided that was the direction I was going to go. So once you get into that that mindset, I guess you got to commit fully to going in and getting all of that schooling done as quick as you can, right? That's right. And to be honest, I wasn't as serious a student uh, as I should have been up until that point. But I want to kind of sense, hey, this is my calling. Uh, I became a you know a better student. I buckled down that last semester of my senior year of high school. Went to my classes in college. You know, I was all engaged because I knew I had to keep my grades up to get into medical school. And so uh, it's just a matter of, uh, you know, you, have to, you don't have to be the brightest guy in the room. You just have to work hard and be persistent, stay with it. Where did you go to medical school? I went to medical school at UAMS in Little Rock. Awesome. So how long did that take? Because, you know, we hear the stories that to go and be, become a doctor, it takes years and years of schooling. Yes. Uh, well, you know, I was in college four years, like, you know, kind of an average time to uh, get a college degree. And then the medical school itself was four years, which was right after college. 
And then a pediatric residency, like a lot of the residency or the training programs, is three years. And so if you're talking post-high school, it was 11 years to wow. get into private practice. <laughs> That's crazy. Tell me about yeah. pediatrics and why that was kind of the way that you went. Yeah, uh, well, I'd always enjoyed uh, hanging out with kids, being around kids. And uh, as my wife will tell you, you know, I still think like a kid, you know, in terms of my <laughs> my mental uh, maturity level. Same. So it was something that I'd always been drawn to. And, uh, and I'll be honest with you, you know, I when I was getting ready to uh, finish up high school, and I figured, you know, I've got to make some decisions here. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian, and I started praying. I just sensed it was a, really a divine calling. Uh, pediatrics wasn't necessarily something I was definitely looking for, but I felt like I was called into it. Wow, that's neat. What a story. So yeah. uh, tell me about the Apache Drive Children's Clinic. And, uh, man, when you're thinking that a clinic's been there for 30 years, I mean, that's a heck of a yeah. run. It's been a heck of a run. And I just want to say thanks to our uh, all the Northeast Arkansas community. They've been great to uh, help us support us um we've uh we love being here uh my wife and i moved here and uh at the time we had one one child who was about a year old we've had two more boys since then, so they're growing out of the house now and so we love jonesboro northeast arkansas in terms of raising a family uh having a pediatric practice we developed some great relationships <clears throat> over the years and uh uh we've we have a tight bond with the with the community. And, uh, so it's just, it's been a real blessing. It's just, uh, you know, couldn't have worked out a lot better than it has. So we feel very blessed. Again, Dr. Lowry Beck from the Apache drive children's clinic is on their 30 year anniversary celebration is happening on Thursday, July the 1st. So this is a parking lot party with a whole bunch of stuff really to invite the community to come and celebrate. That's right. Uh, we're gonna have a big block party in our, our, our parking lot. Uh, and we're, we're on uh, Methodist drive or what used to be called Apache drive. Uh, and uh, well, we're going to have a, a big block party. We're going to have some uh, bouncy houses for the kids, face painting. We'll have we'll be we'll be grilling some hot dogs and burgers. We'll have some ice cream. We'll have several different carnival games. Uh, we'll have some nice um, giveaways. So uh, we're just going to have a lot of time, a lot of fun celebrating uh, out in the parking lot from two to four thirty, and that's on Thursday, July the first. July the first is actually our our thirty year anniversary date for our clinic. Wow. You know, what's neat about that is, uh, you know, because I have an 11 year old son and I know how important it is for your kid to feel comfortable with the people when they go to the doctor, the people at the front, the actual doctor, him or yes. herself. It's so important. And, and the idea that you're going to go out there and say, hey, we want you to come have fun and we're just going to be normal people. You get to see kind of your doctor outside of of, of the normal uh, doctor visit. I think that's really important for kids. Oh, yeah, I appreciate you sh- uh, saying that. Uh, uh, we do, too. And uh, we love our our kids, uh, you know. When you get to, you know, being uh, in practice for 30 years, you know, the one thing that tells you is that I'm, I'm old. <laughs> I've been doing this a while. And I started having a few years back some of my former patients having kids. So I'm into the second generation wow. thing. And when you get into it that far along, you know, they're they're all like family to me. And so um, uh, we, we love being able to hang out with our patients. Uh, we like being involved in community service. And, uh, and last year. It really kind of illustrates this. You know, it hit the big peak last year when we had like three different crises going on at once. You know, when COVID came into uh, Jonesboro in Northeast Arkansas last March, uh, you know, our clinic and myself started getting lots of uh, text messages, Facebook messages, you know, people needing help. They've lost their job. And so we we kind of went into uh, a mode where we were networking with Jonesboro and about eight of us started a um, 
site on Facebook called Jonesboro Community Response. And then, you know, about 10 days later, uh, the tornado hits Jonesboro. And then of a week or so after that, the Harrisburg tornado. And so yeah. there's about a month where uh, the back part of our clinic looked like a Walmart Supercenter because we were <laughs> one of about six designated sites to help folks. And ours was uh, a food, food drive. And so yeah. people would drop off food and then we would recruit people to help us get it delivered. Uh, but that's just an example of how we, we love being uh, involved in the community. The community loves helping each other. And so, uh, you know, we, we can ask folks for help, and uh, there'll be a lot of people that will jump on it. Well, that's the reason I think it's so neat that you're opening up your parking lot and saying, hey, come out here and bring the kids, bring the family, patients, past patients, people who might be future patients, and just come have fun because I think so many families are looking for an escape and they're looking for something to do. And again, this 30-year anniversary celebration happens on Thursday, July the 1st from 2.30 until 4.30, Apache Drive Children's Clinic. Uh, Dr. Beck, if people want to find out more about uh, the clinic, where are the best spots they can find the information? Yep. Uh, we uh, we have a group site on uh, Facebook. If you're on Facebook, it's just under our clinic name, Apache Drive Children's Clinic. Um, we have a website. Um, and if you have questions, you can uh, call our uh, clinic at 935-1800. And uh, any of us will be glad to answer questions for you, give you information. So reaching us directly through phone or through our uh, website or our uh, Facebook group site would be ways that you can get in touch with us. There you go. Congratulations, man. 30 years is a heck of a feat uh, to do anything in life. And the idea that we're just a couple of weeks away from the big 30-year anniversary. Uh, congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate uh, you all calling us this morning, giving us some time on the air with you. Enjoyed it. All right, man. Have a great morning. Thank you, brother. Have a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. I joined this morning by Mallory Jordan Black, ASU Newport. She is the marketing and communications manager, and uh, she's traveling much like she does every morning, hitting one campus or another. Mallory, how are you today? I'm great. Thank you guys for having us. Yes, uh, three campus locations in three different counties. Um, we're almost always on the move with ASU Newport. Yeah, that's great, though. I guess no day's ever the same at that point, right? Absolutely. It makes it makes every day different, um, getting to see different people uh, throughout the week. So it's, it's nice. I like going on, on little road trips, you know, like especially if you're in the car early in the morning, you have more time that you can spend with us. You can stop at your convenience store and get your your coffee and your snacks and your drinks and all that kind of stuff. That's one of the reasons I like to travel is because I love to walk into those convenience stores and just wander around and find stuff. Absolutely. You never, you never know. No one stop is the same. Man, I, we went in the other day, me and Kyle were out uh, driving around and I was looking for, do you remember the nacho cheese, how you could get like the chips and then you could just squirt the cheese <laughs> on there. I love oh, yeah. that stuff. And, and when I'm traveling, oh, I, yeah. I don't eat a lot of hot dogs when I'm at uh, when I'm at home. But if I'm on the road, he likes the chili. You said you like the chili dogs. Oh, if you get to one of those pilot gas stations, if you're traveling down the interstate and you hit a pilot and you get the like the the kielbasa or something like that with some mustard and jalapenos, that's good stuff. Yeah, grab one of those this morning, Mallory. <laughs> I know you can't beat it. I actually just got back from a road trip from Pennsylvania, and we stopped at a lot of gas stations. And I'm with you. There's nothing like a gas station hot dog and a gas station fountain soda. Yes. Okay, so did you drive all the way to Pennsylvania? I'm sorry? Did you drive that long trip to Pennsylvania? Yes. Uh. Yes, we did. Me and my mom. My sister lives up there, and uh, 
we took the road all the way out there, but we wow. made it back safely. But I definitely recommend flying if you can. <laughs> <laughs> so how long is a trip if you want to drive from Arkansas to Pennsylvania? Depending where you go, but where we went, it was about 17 hours. Oh, uh, my gosh. <laughs> and yeah. Ma- Mallory, it's not like you're going to the beach. You're going to Pennsylvania. <laughs> I know. I know. And they just don't understand the South. Right. <laughs> I had the chance to go up there, too. But, like, uh, I, I guess I went through a number of different cities in Pennsylvania. And it was different because it does seem like, you know, the world is just a little different pace once you get up to the Northeast. It is. It is. And we got called out multiple times. For our accents, um, you know, in the middle of like Sam's Club. Yeah. So it's fun, you know, just getting to hear people think how we sound is so crazy. Yeah, because I don't hear it. You don't hear it, but mm-hmm. they hear it. Uh, let's talk about what's happening with ASU Newport because uh, there's a surgical technology program that's offered at ASU Newport, and it looks like you guys want more people to apply to it. Tell me about that. Absolutely. Um, yes. So our surgical technology program is a 12 month program. And formerly, it was just on our Newport location, but we are now expanding it to our Mark Tree location in Poinsett County um, to really offer that extra location for folks that may be maybe more um, northeast or just having that extra spot to um, get more people in this program and get more people graduated. What's awesome about the surgical technology program is um, it's a healthcare profession that isn't Quite like nursing, um, you are an integral part of the operating room. You work directly with surgeons, and um, you are there to help keep everything sanitized. You're there to know all of the little tools you need, some small, some big. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, I have no idea what any of those are, but these (laughs) surgical technology students uh, sure do know, and it's a really cool career path. And with that expansion, we're just hoping to provide a bigger opportunity for um, people who are interested in the program and to also help uh, fill that workforce. You know, you're thinking that there's probably somebody in the car right now who's about to pull up to a job or, or they're about to go into like a summer class that maybe they're not really sure that they enjoy that all that much. Maybe they're looking for something different, something that could be a new career. And I think that's what's so neat about ASU Newport is that you guys have so many different career paths and so many different things that you offer with this surgical, uh, the surgical technology being uh, the most recent part of it, the expansion. If people want to see about all the different offerings and maybe uh, find out more about this surgical technology program uh, that's coming soon to uh, the Mark Tree location, how can they get information? Absolutely. So you can visit our website, asun.edu. At that website, you can find um, all of our programs listed and particularly the surgical technology program under the health professions and see where to get that application in. We're we're accepting students for this fall. Mm -hmm. Um, There really is no time like the present to um, start a new career, to get new training, um, and really find that job you love and you're passionate about. And so all of that can begin just in August, which will be here before we know it. What are some of the other big programs that ASU Newport offers that seem to be uh, some of the more popular ones that people really want to be a part of? Absolutely. So, you know, obviously our nursing um, programs are very, very popular, and we're thankful for all of those people who want to be a part of our nursing programs because we need um, those healthcare professionals. But each of our campus locations has um, a different set of programs to really match that community. So over in Mark Tree, Again, you have, um, uh, you're going to have surgical tech, you're going to have collision repair, automotive, um, cosmetology, computer networking. 
And then if you go to Jonesboro, you're going to have advanced manufacturing, welding, also nursing professions up there. And then down in Newport, uh, we have diesel technology, agriculture technology, and surgical tech, nursing, um, and we have some welding classes as well. So we have a very big variety of programs, technical, as well as general education courses that can get you on your way um, to really starting that new career that, that you want. Well, I think that's what's so important is if you're going to a job you don't like, find something you like. Mm-hmm. We spend so much time uh, out of our day, out of our year, uh, at work, doing work. We need to make sure it's something that we enjoy doing or it's not really – you can't enjoy it. So you might as well find something that you like. Absolutely. And with ASU Newport, um, so many of our programs you can get done in you know 10 to 12 months. It's not going to take you as long. And you can really figure out what you like about it and get straight to work. And so many of these technical programs, the pandemic brought to light, are literally critical um, to our country and our state uh, to keep our economy going, to keep us on the road. And so uh, we really hope that some future students see the potential there and see the potential of those jobs um, and needing to fill those. So we hope they can see us. Again, you can find out more at asun.edu. And Mallory Jordan-Black joins us on the phone this morning. Drive safe, and we'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Thank you all so much. All right, have a great morning. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. All right, joined this morning by the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter. In the morning radio program, Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care, Wet Nose Wednesday. Speaking of wet noses, Doc, it sounds like your nose might be a little wet today. It is a little wetter than normal. I kind of started with a little tickle in my throat yesterday. And it's kind of an upper respiratory issue right now i think a little mild cold so can you treat yourself as a veterinary a doctor of veterinary medicine is there anything you can give yourself <laughs> i self-medicate and treat myself all the time <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those deals though because i think as soon as we heard you uh this morning before we came on live it was like immediately we knew you didn't feel good mm-hmm. you can just tell <laughs> oh i feel pretty good and my throat's just a little little uh deeper it's a little hoarse what do you think it is? Is it just uh, getting outside with the pollen floating in the air? Or what is it? That could be it. I was out quite a bit this weekend, so it may have really aggravated everything. All right. So, again, Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care joins us this morning. Find out more about Vet Care and all the services they offer if you go to vet-care.com or on Facebook. You can do uh, the search for Vet Care Jonesboro on Facebook. Uh, we talked last week about people boarding animals and uh, get ready. Kelly's bringing those. Uh, those wild dogs are hers over to your place this weekend. They're ready to see Dr. Reed. All right. We've got, a, we've got the princess and president suite for him. <laughs> you know what's so weird about yeah. it? I think her dogs spend more time with you than they do with her. <laughs> the summer they are. Yeah, I notice, I notice when she picks them up, they usually kind of put on the brakes like they don't want to go home. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> what do you have for us this morning for Wet Nose Wednesday? Excuse me. You know what I was thinking? You know, this I've been to some of the big box stores lately, and, and all the stores have plants out. And I think it's just a reminder that 
you know, we've talked before about toxic plants, but here's here's four plants that can be deadly and actually can kill your pet. And this one story was just a couple months ago, and I saw an excerpt from it. I don't get People magazine, but it was in, in, in the magazine. And these Illinois residents were visiting their uh, vacation home in South Carolina, and they had a, a boxer and a, a four-year-old boxer and one-year-old black lab, and it was early April morning, and they were enjoying times in the yard, their time in the yard, and they noticed both dogs eating something out kind of on the beach, and she thought it might have been, or near the beach, she thought it might have been crab apples on the lawn. And within about 30 minutes, they started vomiting. So she called the emergency clinic, and uh, she described what kind of seed it was, and they said uh, they needed to get them in as soon as they could because it came, it was a toxic sago palm seed. And you've probably seen these sago palms. They're they're uh, they're not really a palm. They're kind of a prehistoric um, psychid plant, but they have kind of a big base, uh, and then they have these real long, stiff, like palm branches, and they're, they're close to the ground. And when these um, plants produce seeds, they're toxic uh, to many animals: horses, cats, dogs, even people. Oh wow! And what usually happens is it starts out with the vomiting. They can have some bloody stool. Over time, you know, they can become jaundice because it affects the liver and um, leading to liver failure and death. And uh, so after they arrived, um, here was this one dog that um, was healthy and happy one day before, mm. but she couldn't, they couldn't uh, save her. Wow. So the other dog seemed to respond to treatment and it returned back to Illinois with them. And but the dog got real lethargic and depressed, and he just quit recovering. And they took him to the regular veterinarian and learned that his liver was failing as a result as a result of the pollen toxin. So they had to make the decision to have him euthanized. So, oh my you know, and, and that's the thing. Being from Illinois, these plants do better in our kind of um, climate where it's very warm and humid. So they're very popular along the coast, and I see them all the time out at the stores. You know, they're usually inside with the indoor plants so it's just a warning you know some of these we got to keep in mind to you know make our yards and our indoor um indoor areas as safe as possible especially involving plants some other outdoor plants that we've talked about before lilies and that can include um eastern eastern lilies tiger lilies uh stargazer and day lilies and just in a in a cat, two to three leaves, or even the petals, or even if they drink the water and it's got the pollen um, in the water in the vase, that can result in severe kidney failure and can lead to death. So uh, it seems to be more of an issue with cats, and you know they'll start out vomiting, lose their appetite, be very lethargic, and you know not want to eat or drink, and so. Typically, if you can treat them, you know, with, within a short period of time, kind of decontaminate whatever they've ingested, um, give them, get them on IV fluids, most cats will survive it. But the problem comes in is if it's already, you know, if you don't see them eat it and all of a sudden they become sick and you wait a day or two, and then it may be too late. And then I had one of these in my garden last year. It's a perennial. It didn't come up uh, this year, but there's... A lot of plants that uh, are, are outdoor plants that contain cardiac glycosides, and that would be like foxglove, milkweed, uh, lily of the valley, and oleander. And, you know, they actually developed digitalis, which was an old heart medication um, from, from the foxglove plant. 
And, uh, you know, but the bad news is that a dog or cat can become, uh, in, you know, intoxicated by it from the toxins there, the, the, the cardiac glycosides, and it can cause the same thing, you know, vomiting, diarrhea, and then it can affect the cardiovascular system. It can either have a very slow rate or a very rapid rate with an arrhythmia, and then get high potassium levels, and that can lead to seizures and all kinds of stuff. So, you know, that's, that's a treatment includes aggressive decontamination and IV fluids and uh, heart, heart and blood pressure monitoring, that type of thing, and a lot of supportive care to try to get them over it. And, you know, those are, are three outdoor plants, and, um, of course, lilies can be inside in a, in a vase. And then some of the indoor plants are like... Um, Philodendron, peace lily, calla lily, uh, mother-in-law's tongue, which what? you see those everywhere. Um, umbrella plant, even elfin ears. Um, you know, those contain calcium oxalate crystals in the leaves and the stems, and when the pet chews on them, it can cause severe mouth pain, and it can even um, inflame their esophagus and cause drooling, vomiting, and get a swollen muzzle and lips. So, again, you need to um, contact your veterinarian if something like that happens. Um, another one that's often mentioned is Kalanchoe, which is a really nice plant that has um, um, some beautiful flowers, little, little short leaves, but those also contain cardiac glycosides. So the same type of things that you see with the, you know, with the foxglove and some of those other plants that we just mentioned. And then a very common one inside is a corn plant. And they contain saponins, and these are anti-nutrients that interfere with the absorption of the needed nutrients. And it can cause dilated pupils, drooling, vomiting, lethargy. And it's a lot more benign than some of the others, but, you know, you still probably need to seek attention and at least do something to control control the uh, vomiting. And uh, we're a little past this, but certain bulbs like daffodils, hyacinth, tulips, if a dog eats those, you know, they're going to dig them up if they see if the dirt's um, just been dug and they've planted. And that can cause some mild vomiting and diarrhea. But if they eat a lot of these bulbs, you can even see them causing obstruction. And, uh, you know, they can get an elevated heart rate, uh, increased respiratory rate, and get a drop in blood pressure, and even have seizures. So, you know, just remember, it's amazing all the different plants and how, how wonderful they are. And, you know, when it turns spring, early summer, we're wanting to get out and plant, plant these in our yard, get our beds going again. But, you know, take some time to do a little research. And especially if your pet's outside a lot, you know, they like to chew on things, uh, especially first time in the spring and early summer. And so, you know, just be cognizant of the fact that there are some plants that can be, you know, toxic to the point of causing some stomach and uh, mouth irritation, even all the way to being fatal. So wow. it's important to recognize those. Always here to bring us great information. He is the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care. He is man's best friend, our best friend, and the veterinarian of choice at the Brandon Baxter in the Morning Radio program. Again, you can find out more at vet-care.com or Vet Care Jonesboro on Facebook. Dr. Reed, thanks for another Wet Nose Wednesday. Hey, y'all have a great rest of the week. Right, you too. Hope you feel better, man. See you later. Okay, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. All right, so Joe Cook joins us this morning. Sissy's Log Cabin getting us set for Father's Day weekend. Joe, how are you this morning? I'm doing great. How are you guys? We're good. What time did you wake up? 
about four fifty-seven to be exact. Mm. Oh, why'd you get up so early this morning? <laughs> we don't have to talk about that. Oh, is it? <laughs> it had to be like you were going to work out or to run or something, right? And when your three-year-old gets up and says, "Daddy, my underwear's wet," what's that? <laughs> oh yeah, so it's one of those uh, quick wake-ups, huh? Oh yeah, fun stuff. I took a nap because you know we wake up really early every morning, so I take my little afternoon nap, and I woke up to dogs barking and howling and chaos. Uh, because uh, the garage door had opened, and the dogs, that's their trigger to go crazy. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like waking up to chaos immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have any chance to to kind of ramp into your day. It's automatically go time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nonstop after that. You know, Joe, Father's Day is coming up this weekend, and I'm sure, you know, if, if you're like so many of us, once you have a kid, it's like your whole life changes, everything's centered around uh, the most important job in the world to men, and that's to be a good dad. That's right. That's right. And the good thing about it is we've got some things that uh, can, uh, you know, make a dad feel special. You know, I think a lot of wives would probably hear us talk this morning and say that their husband's tough to shop for. You know, I think, guys, we kind of know what our girls like. Uh, For the most part, you know, it's kind of the standard type of stuff that the girls really get excited about. But, guys, we were looking through a list of of things that, that people give dads for Father's Day. And it becomes kind of like, wow, we really don't know what to give dads. Mm-hmm. So Sissy's Log well, Cabin, got, you guys have stuff. We've got some stuff. Yeah, so let's talk about some of the things that are probably, as we head into this weekend, as people are making those last-minute plans, what are some of the, the things you're seeing people come into Sissy's to find? Well, you know, one of the things that I've seen big for the men is, you know, of course the watches are always huge, but I've got, you know, a lot of buddies and stuff. I've started wearing like a few, uh, you know, John Hardy bracelets and that kind of thing, maybe with, you know, on my right wrist, I wear a watch on my left. Yeah, I've uh, started started doing that, and I've started. You know, my buddies have actually even started wearing a few of them. And uh, I mean, I think they're super cool, and you know, it's starting to become you know a pretty popular thing. So I'm really liking the John Hardy bracelets, the William Henry bracelets, uh, and then of course you can get into you know everything else. Yeah, so kind of give me because I'm not sure what they look like. Paint the picture of of the visual of what these bracelets look like. Well, we do, you know, we do some like, uh, John Hardy does like a woven, uh, it's almost like a woven sterling silver bracelet. Yeah. You can get into some that are like, uh, they've got, a meteorite. Uh, I mean, there's some, there's some pretty extensive stuff out there you can do in, uh, woolly mammoth. Uh, I mean, we got some exotic, exotic pieces too, that you could do that are, uh, that are pretty cool. Uh, but you know, not every guy, uh, wants to do that, but you know, like William Henry makes some really, really cool knives, uh, that we, uh, that we, that we carry. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sitting here, the first piece of jewelry I ever bought in it, cause I, I wanted to have rotating or revolving credit, right? The first thing I ever bought was this old school gold bracelet. And I haven't thought about wearing a bracelet since, but when you talk about that, the idea, you know, I do have the watch on the left, something for the right. I think, I don't know, it's just a trendy piece, and so many of us want to find ways to, you know, I mean, you know. Hey, gold chains are coming back. Mm -hmm. Are they? Oh, yeah. I've got one on right now. Well, for a long time, we had gone the opposite direction. Yeah, yeah, you saw the stainless and some uh, some of that other stuff, and I'm seeing a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of guys wearing wearing the, you know, the old rope-style chains and uh, some of that stuff, too. 
Wow. So let's talk about the watches. You mentioned watches are always a great gift idea for dads as well. Um, talk about some of the watches that you, that you have, some of the deals, because a watch really is a statement piece when you're looking to dress up an outfit. I mean, it can make a dress outfit go to the next level if you have the right watch to pair with it. That's right. We do. We've got, you know, your survivor style watches in the Luminox, but you know, as far as the dress watch goes, you're really going to be in the tag Hoyer, uh, Rolex, uh, Rolex corner and that kind of thing. And that, and that's a watch that, you know, makes a statement. You got a, you know, dad that's been, you know, maybe has a big birthday this year along with father's day or something yeah. like that. You mean, you know, you got a, it's a staple year. Uh, we've got some really, really nice pieces that, uh, that could really make that a special year for sure. So you do have the dress up pieces, but like, you know, because I think you're a hunter, right? And you, and you like to work out, oh, yeah. you like to do all that different kind of stuff. So maybe, you know, you need something for when you're dressed up and you're wearing your suit, you're going to market, but you need something else for daily. Hey, got my jeans, my boots on. What kind of watches go good with jeans and boots? Yeah. Uh, you know, Luminox is huge. Uh, we sell a ton of those and tag even makes, uh, some really cool sport watches and stuff like that as well that, you know, are going to be more than that. Uh, you got some guys, you know, want to shop in that, that guy has that budget in mind where they want to be. Yep. And, uh, I've, we've pretty much got him all covered. Uh, I don't think we we're missing anything there. Well, and that was the misconception when we first heard years ago that Sissy's log cabin was coming in kind of the, the narrative that was out there is, Oh my gosh, it's this really high end jewelry store. And yeah, you have that stuff, but you do have the pieces too for people who either don't have as much money or don't want to spend as much money. You have those pieces as well. So they can go out there and find something at Sissy's log cabin too. And I think we've realized that over the years, the narrative was false when you guys were first coming to town. Yeah, we did a ton of advertising on, you know, the budget and different things like that for, for years. And we've almost been here 10 years now, I guess next year we'll be here 10 years. Wow. Which I, it's crazy to even think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. And when the, the only thing I can tell people is, you know, just give us a shot. And I think we, we can change that. Um, um, we've, uh, we've advertised on it for years and most of the time when we can get somebody in the store, they see that we can do just about anything. So when somebody walks in and they're like, Hey, I like this piece, what's it going to cost? What if I don't have all the cash up front? You guys, and the way you've kind of transformed over the last couple of years, which makes it even easier, you guys are offering in-house financing, which to me is a game changer. Yeah, we are pretty much our own bank now. Uh, we've got a couple of different avenues that we can go through. Uh, makes it really easy. Normally, I can do something like that, and uh, you know, it takes about 10, 15 minutes maybe uh, to get somebody approved or see where we need to be, see how much we need to put down, different things like that. And I mean, it's a simple process. It's really nothing to it. So again, Father's Day is coming up on Sunday. Lots of great deals. The Father's Day selection at Sissy's Log Cabin. They have stores, of course, in Jonesboro on Parkwood, but also stores in Pine Bluff, in Little Rock, and in Conway, and even in Tennessee and Memphis as well. Sissy'sLogCabin.com has all of the information. And Joe, we hope you're busy as you head into Father's Day weekend, man. Thank you guys so much, and I hope you have a good Father's Day, man. All right, you too. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. Joe Cook, Sissy's Log Cabin on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So if you go back and check out today's Brandon Baxter in the morning podcast, we talked to Matt Cavanaugh. Matt Cavanaugh, who was on Broadway in New York City, like the Mm -hmm. real Broadway. Uh, They have the Link Theater Company and his wife. And uh, we talk about auditions coming up for Ragtime. So Matt Cavanaugh is coming up on the show this morning. Also, we have Pacelia 
Abuwaji, who is from St. Bernard's. She is the director of nurse recruitment, but they have a really cool event coming up with Leap in Arkansas State. We talked to Basilio on the show this morning. Uh, you go through and you see Mallory Jordan Black, ASU Newport. There's new programming, a surgical technology program that's expanding with ASU Newport. We talked to her. Dr. Lowry Beck from the Apache Drive Children's Clinic. They're about to celebrate their 30-year wow. anniversary. Uh, Joe Cook from Sissy's Log Cabin tells us all about big Father's Day gift ideas. Father's Day is Sunday. And Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care, Wet Nose Wednesday, all about plants, like plants we might bring into our home that we think are safe that could hurt our pets. So all of that on today's podcast, the Brandon Baxter in the Morning podcast, available wherever you get podcasts. Kelly Perry. What's on TV tonight? Loki on Disney Plus, which I will be looking forward to. The fourth season finale of The Handmaid's Tale on Hulu. The $100,000 Pyramid. The one-hour second season premiere of Dave. Red Table Talk on Facebook with Paris Jackson. Ooh. And Willow Smith. They talk one-on-one. Paris shares that she experiences, quote, auditory hallucinations from the PTSD she suffered from her paparazzi encounters. I want her on the show. That would I be, want to do an hour with Paris Jackson. That would Legit. be, I know that'd be cool. Yep. And then tonight's schedule also includes kids say the darndest things and the Olympic swimming trials. Right. Hope you guys have a great day and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Brandon Baxter in the morning.